What's up, everyone? This is the latest episode, at least in your ears, of RNFM Radio, episode 215. That's right, 215. Oh, my gosh. Still the questions rolling in. We get tweeted at, texted, voice messages, and and, we're ho- and we, we can't answer every single person every time, but we are trying to keep up with those answers. You are tuning in to the leading resource for nurses and healthcare professionals right here at RNFM Radio at rnfmradio.com. Hey, before we get into this show, let me take an opportunity. That's right. American Sentinel University, you know, that online university that is quite affordable. They are a leading online university accredited by the Distance Education Accrediting Commission and offering an array of online degree programs for nurses and healthcare professionals. We are so thankful, so grateful for American Sentinel University by sponsoring the show. And you can find out more about them at rnfmeducation.com. Links are in the mobile app. Links are at the show notes at rnfmradio.com forward slash episode 215. All right, so today's show is about your client services, your customer service. How do you retain the customer? How do you build that rapport? And that's really what we're gonna be talking about today because one of the things that I think is most important, and that, that's kind of what we lead with, Elizabeth and I lead with today, is that the whole thing with, with the customer and a long-term relationship is not always looking at it right out of the gates as a transactional piece as far as a money exchange. Because one of the things that you can really pull people in is, is in a way to provide information just to say like you know what i really want to help you let that's a quick fix let me help you and then there's no money exchange at at that juncture maybe it will be down the road but you're you're nurturing building or building and nurturing these relationships to be long lasting kind of like our listeners here i mean this podcast is free and of course we have sponsors for the podcast to help it even to help make it even better and even more free for you to listen in to tune in so we are trying to provide all of this great, valuable, rich, oh, just deep content, some of it vacuous and, and fun and humorous at times. But still, we hope that we are providing you some value, some motivation, some inspiration. And I think these client services, there are so many ways to go with this. We go wide and deep on a couple of areas when it comes to your client services, your customer service, and we could go even deeper. And I'm sure we will on subsequent episodes. But on this one, Elizabeth and I at least talk about four or five things that are really important to you in your career and in your business with your client and customer service. So let's get into this show. Let's rock this one out and be careful out there as we talk, as I lead into the show, protect yourself. You'll know what I mean on that one. Ready and ready. 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 All right. So it's here we are, just the two of us. Because we can make it if we try. Just the two. Okay. Um, okay. I don't think we should sing. People might. People's tune ears off. are bleeding. They're bleeding. <laughs> Apply pressure. So it's the two of us again. We're not sure where Keith is. He got lost in the mix. So I don't know if we blew up his microphone or what. So we're going to be going into something that is very passionate for all of us out there who are looking to create a lasting relationship with your client or your customer. Mm. Because I think, you know, one of the things, Elizabeth, is that when we look at a potential client or customer, 
we look at it as like a, a source of revenue and payment. However, I think we might be jumping the gun on that. And I equate that to a teenager trying to close the deal before you've even kind of like, you know, spent a little time with each other to kind of see like what the pain points are, what the solutions are. Is this really a good fit for, do I really, do I really want to date you? You know, and teenagers are always like, hey, come on, let's just move fast. Let's go. Let's, let's close this deal now. Let's get it done. I don't know where I'm going with this, but what, really well, what I'm saying true. is... true. I would say teenage boys try to close the deal before they start the start anything. <laughs> they're trying to just sprint through the bases before, you know, yeah. and they're like, hey, there I am. There I, I'm, I'm supposed to be here, right? I've never even taken a practice swing, but I'm all the way here at home plate. So everyone yes. out there listening, encourage each other, play the game safely. Okay, that's my little <laughs> skill. Yes, <laughs> put on a helmet, please. Yes. <laughs> so... And- <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're yeah. back. <laughs> and we're back. So proving the post-sale customer client experience. Right. How to create a lasting relationship. Yes. And so let's look at this from a marketing standpoint. And so initially what you're doing in your business is we as entrepreneurs, we as business owners, we want to create a solution. And I think entrepreneurs are always trying to create create some sort of solution, try to streamline even in their own their own lives, but but others really. That's where we get the most joy. And I think if you come from that space, just to set the relationship up, is that you're saying to someone, I am here for you. I am here because I want to provide you a solution. So figure out what your customer's pain points are and try to you know, find that solution, solve it for them. And then what you want to do is, let's say that there's money exchanged for that. One of the things from a marketing standpoint is, I don't know, Elizabeth, do you find it annoying or is it really nice that let's say that you eventually purchase from someone, what if they follow up with something more personal instead of like a form letter, but something more personalized to say, you know what, I really want to take this opportunity to thank you for being a customer, being a client. I love working on this project or I loved working on that project. It really meant the world to me. And I'm so happy that your ex is so much better because... I helped you with this. Oh yeah, I think it, I don't I don't find that annoying at all. I think it's wonderful. And in fact, it stands out because that does not happen. So, I recently switched back from being away to okay. can I say this on air? <laughs> this is not a sponsor. Yeah. I switched back to Verizon because Fios came into my neighborhood. Okay. Well, I was with them. I left them. I was sad to see them go. I'm back with them. Now I'm not really that happy because the whole install process was terrible. Mm -hmm. The customer service has been atrocious and Mm -hmm. no one has thanked me for the business and for being back with them. So in fact, Drew keeps threatening when he calls, we're going to leave again. We're going to go back. The only thing keeping us here is this high speed internet. I can't stand (laughs) this. So yeah, if someone were to reach out and say, Elizabeth, thank you so much for for coming back to us, for, for being a customer again, for letting us serve you. What else can we do to help you out? Oh, I would love it. Okay. So I think th- I love this. So if we personalize it a little bit to say like, well, we know our services are the bomb. So why do I got to thank you? You needed it. We provided the service and we helped you fix it. So there, that should be thanks enough. Yeah, you know, a personal thing for that could have been, wow, you were with us for nine years. 
we we both had that conversation that we were sad to see you go and look you're back oh my goodness you're back thank you this is great like that would have been a personalized you know welcome home okay so here's the thing i think what you're also saying that i could use as a marketing tool and not be too personal about it is that let's say that a customer or a client isn't happy with what's going on between the two of you or however many of you there are. So I think it might be good for me to take the higher ground and not personalize it so much because like, fine, you don't like it, you can go somewhere else. But rather say, I am really sorry I'm not meeting the need. Can we actually take a moment to either have a phone call or email or whatever that is so that I can figure out why I'm not meeting the need even if the customer says, I'm done, but yeah. say, could you at least give me a few minutes, not necessarily to win your, the, the business back, although you should have that goal in mind, but to really say, you know what, I, I value this opportunity as a place where I can get some, some critical feedback that I must need so that I can be better for next time for the next customer. Oh, I've done that, certainly. You know, with the Art of Nursing program, if an organization says no, you know, they've never even become a customer. I'm like, okay, thank you for giving me that response. I enjoy hearing something. Yes, no, or the urges, you know, no, go away. Right. But um, why? Like, so I can learn and make it better. And you're right. Once it's over and if they didn't return, like let's say they came one year and then they didn't return a follow-up year, I say, hey, that's fine. You made your decision. I honored that. I'm not trying to beg you to come back. I'm not trying to be desperate. I want to know why and how I can learn from this, you know? Right. And and so you're willing to not accept that as a failure on your part because like, well, they didn't like what I was selling. Like, no, no. You're doing research, all. right? You're pulling yeah. in data because maybe you're tr- you're thinking that you're reaching a pain point that that you likely are not. Maybe that's one of the variables. Maybe that's one of the variables. You think you're filling a need and this person's like, "Yeah, but we we just don't have that need." So you can say, "All right, well what are your pain points? What are your needs?" Because maybe your product or service could pivot into that or it gives you more insight as to, "You know what? I really appreciate that, Susan." And thinking in your mind, like, yeah, she's really not my target audience here. I kind of missed this one. So it just kind of helps realign your focus. Like Susan isn't your target audience, but you know someone else who could be because she's kind of helping reinforce like, yep, you kind of missed it on this one and you figured out why you missed it. So that's right. Yeah. 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 They can always kind of send you another way, give you a new insight, turn you on to, like you said, oh, that's your pain point, you know, a new idea. So I think there's great value in following up with those customers and clients that have, you know, closed the relationship. But what about the ones that have stuck? You know, you've done the business, you've um, provided the service, and then is it over? Oh, no, it is not. Because... As a business, you're not focused on the sales relationship. You're focused on the customer relationship because that is going to be more lasting. You know, and we talked about that from a financial point is that that financial cup can get filled, you know, for that week, month, or however your fiscal is is set up in your, in your business. But if you have a lasting customer relationship, that cup could continue to fill over and over and over again. So 
what you need to do or what you what we recommend that you do is set up that post-customer sort of support and sales team, whether it's you or someone else, just to make sure, hey, how, how's everything going? We just want to make sure, just checking in, everything good? You know, and if not, are there ways that you can also take the support in a manner of either hiring out or managing it yourself? Because let's just say they have a small hiccup, just something that they can't figure out. Well, just because you sold them that product or service doesn't mean, and and like the deal's done, it's not done. Keeping that customer relationship, that management is is a big piece there. And if they need some help, step in, step in and and say, oh, let me help you with that. And, And let me get that right. Because you know what? We stand by our product or service. And if it's not working right for you, let me help it work right for you or better for you. Because that is not the way that we want you to, to go away from this. We want you to feel like this is this was a good investment for you. So, so you're saying step in, you know, follow up. Another thing I think yep. is important is so you as the business owner, we talked about this a couple of episodes ago, you need to start wearing the CEO hat of your business and probably delegate some of these situations out. Now, a personal touch from you, the owner, oh my God, that's going to go skyrocket. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you also want a team or systems in place. So when the sales cycle is sort of coming to the close, your team or whatever automated system is there so that this doesn't fall through the cracks. I mean, again, as the owner, you reaching out on a personal level goodness, you're getting huge, huge, huge returns in that, you know, bank of karma or whatever. But okay, you may, let's say you're a business owner of like a company that's out there with like thousands of clients. It'd be kind of impossible for you to call every single one when it ends. So having a system set up so that that occurs on a routine basis. Well, right. So it's, and it's a top-down mentality. So it has to start from the top and you as the CEO of your business, even if right now you're a CEO in your businesses of one, eventually you will need to put in those pieces of technology and or people to help that become more fluid. So your top-down mentality also needs to kind of trickle down or really flood down or flow down and make sure that your customer service team or the technology that you're using is responsive to their needs. And so for those of you that are continuing to send out products, there are very like streamlined ways. I think Zendesk is one, and they're not a sponsor, but Zendesk is a place where you can get that set up where people can be sort of your customer relationship management. So if something happens, you're not getting the call at three in the morning or the email that probably needs to be answered but there, you could set up a virtual team of people who are just as passionate about your product as you are, and they're willing to answer those questions. So there I, are no. Go ahead. Yeah, well, I was going to say that leads me to you know another. I don't. If someone's out there taking notes, I'm not sure if this is point number three or whatever. But <laughs> point yeah. number X, you just mentioned that someone is as passionate as you are. So I think a tip to share with the audience about these ways to create that lasting experience is to make sure you hire team members who are behind your vision, who believe in your product, who are as enthusiastic as you are, and who at three in the morning are going to be just as kind and generous and helpful as they would at, at 10 in you know the morning. So 
I think when you're out there creating that team as the business owner, you have to be mindful of the people you're bringing on to your brand. Yes. And that mindset, that brings up a point is the mindset is that a lot of times when, we're, when we are delivering products and services is that especially as, as time goes on and as we become more jaded or whatever it is, don't do that. Continue to think like the customer. What would the customer want? And that's actually how you can create people that are passionate about it. Think from the customer's perspective as you're hiring, you know, and, and get them passionate about it. You know, like, oh my gosh, it was just a life changer, you know, for this person, share personal stories. And then people are like, oh my gosh, I know my mother, she really needed that. I want to work for this company. I want to work for you. I want to help. So just play into that. Pull on those heartstrings a little bit by telling those stories. Again, maybe from a customer perspective, share stories that your customers have shared with you or, you know, even your personal uh, plight or situations that have caused you to now be better because of your product or service. That's a good point. I'm trying to think of, I guess, are you saying, so sharing examples, exemplars of satisfied people, would that, is that a way to have others have that lasting experience? Like you see, you know, before even going into business with this potential um, service or product or whatnot, and you're looking and you're kind of doing your research, but you're seeing that someone else out there is having, you know, this lifelong experience of, gosh, they helped me when I was a teenager. Oh my God, they helped me again when I was like starting my family. Oh, they, they helped me when I was retiring. And so if others are seeing mm -hmm. that longevity, they're thinking I can have that same experience too. And you know what that really becomes? Dun, da, da, da. Yeah, please tell me. I don't know. <laughs> that, that is what we would call a brand ambassador. So either at the customer level or even at the employee level. So people that you're bringing on at, you know, as your team, because we say, rah, 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 we've got to be our biggest cheerleaders. And I'm the CEO and I wear the biggest hat, so I've got to scream the loudest. Well, actually, guess what? There are people out there that'll scream even louder than you because they're so excited because you've helped them with some transition, some problem, you've helped them solve it, and then they become brand ambassadors. And then again, from the employee perspective, you share all that stuff, like when you're in the interview process or looking for a company to help you, you know, to outsource support or sales or whatever, and, you know, you're telling them all these stories, and they're like, man, I want to work there, and I want to be a brand, brand ambassador for that company. I mean, because really, Elizabeth, you want to work for a place who really is investing in some social equity here, right? I mean... It's not just like things like Charity Water and like the, you know, the dot orgs or the nonprofits. There are some for-profit companies and some smaller institutions that are doing some great work that people can really get behind because the stories are so cool. The problems being solved are so amazing. And you as a CEO, Elizabeth, I know are like totally off the hook. <laughs> I mean, just like a, like a tasty wave. So, I mean, I want to work for you. Right now, I'm going to quit everything I'm doing, Elizabeth. I'm, oh I'm coming to gracious. work for you. So, as we digress, no, yeah, yeah, definitely. We're, we're, well, I just want to recap. So, yes. we talked about some. Uh, first of all, we talked a lot about in the beginning about putting the cart before the horse. So, you kind of want to slow your roll on what you're doing with your client customer. Yes. And we talked about automation and kind of following up in a personal way, but also having those systems in place to ensure nothing falls through the cracks. Recently, we've talked more and more about the team and finding that supportive team that is as excited, as passionate as you are. And then that leading into the brand ambassador. Is there anything else that we can share with the listeners in terms of how to make sure the client customer experience is like a long lasting yes. relationship? Two, yeah. more, two more things I think that Sweet. we can really roll out. 
And so I'll save, I'll save, I think the best for last. Save the best for last. Please do. Yeah. But let's go back to your experience. <laughs> Listeners, <laughs> let's have a long lasting relationship with the book. We're going to save the best for last. Keep listening. Yes. Go ahead. No, just kidding. So, <laughs> all right. So you talked about some of that negative stuff, right? That, that negative experience. One of the things that I encourage people who are service or product based is if you look at your competition and again, competition is not a bad thing. It helps elevate your own brand. So I embrace competition. Bring it on brothers and sisters is that we are in the days of Google reviews and Yelp reviews and all these places that you can just, you know, put all this stuff like my bad experience. You know what I like to do? I actually like to look through those reviews and look at the competition and why people are unhappy. Mm. We did talk about the pain points, right? And and it's not about me painting even more of a negative picture of this brand. It is about me saying like, you know what? I can understand that they're pretty upset about that. And there is no way in H-E-C-K, and I know it's a family episode here, that I am going to allow that to happen in my business. And that could be a way that I could start that relationship. I could even get in on those comments and say, man, that is really unfortunate that you experienced that. And I'm not saying like pick customers off from Yelp or Google reviews because sometimes you might meet some not so savory people that are on there because they're just people that just live to complain. Yeah, I was going to say that's their MO. Let me just go on there and complain, complain, complain. But you're right. You're doing a little bit of market research. You're hearing about some new pain points. You're maybe finding some potential clients and customers and you're putting your brand out there saying, hey, you know, it's really frustrating that you've had that experience, but guess what? We over here at so-and-so do X, Y, and Z and actually take it to another level with A, J, and K. Mm-hmm. And let, <laughs> <laughs> and let me, Elizabeth, for your purposes, you've heard of Glassdoor, right? Yes. Okay. So for what you do, Glassdoor.com is a great way for you to data mine how employees, contractors are feeling about that particular organization. So Glassdoor really is, as it's kind of set up, it's transparency. So what happens is is that current employees, previous employees can go on this site and review a company. So you, and again, remember, there can be some very upset employees, so take a lot of that stuff with a grain of salt. But you, if you start seeing a common thread at Glassdoor, a common message about a particular, yeah, a theme, Mm -hmm. exactly. You could say, wow, that might be a potential customer for me to reach out because either the company doesn't know about it or they don't know how to provide a solution to it. So Mm -hmm. by creating a a lasting relationship is like, you can kind of get in there and say, hey, I got this thing to sell you. Nope, we're not going around the bases. You just kind of reaching out saying like, you know, I'm kind of seeing a, a theme here and, you know, I'd really love to to talk more about how maybe I could help you with that. You know, I've kind of felt that as an employee before and, you know, just sort of have a dialogue with them. But there again, there's a place for you to data mine information, monitor these online review systems. And again, be careful because people are just gripey people, silly, just stagnant I want to upset everybody because I'm upset and misery loves company and I'm going to bring everybody down with me. So you can look at these user profiles and you can see like, you know, James, you know, 41356 has, 
sent out a hundred negative reviews on like all these things. And maybe he or she or it, them, that person is just, you know, they're just surly and yeah. they want to just be that way. Right. So look at, look at those online reviews. Now. Now that was a really good one. I, I don't even know how we can get better, but yeah, let's wrap it up with our best. Wrap it up. Well, yet. <laughs> now, Elizabeth and, and listeners out there, how, how do you feel if you purchase something from me and you're loving it and it's great and there's nothing bad or maybe there's even like a little bit bad about it, but still, what if there was a way I could set it up so that I could offer you even more value and I know that you want to purchase this other thing because I have a feeling like you need to come back anyway? What if I hooked you up with like a coupon code or a special oh. offer? Oh. So like hmm. the gifts just keep on giving. And so I know I have talked about discounting fees and you've got to be very, very careful with that because you don't want to make, you know, have people make the assumption is like, well, hey, across the street, you gave them a 30% discount on the work or the product or whatever. I want the same thing. You got to be careful. So you got to look at that each, you know, each situation very carefully. But is there a way that you could package up a way to boost even further you know, transactions in this relationship by offering them some kind of special offer. It could be a discount. It could be an added bonus. Like, hey, you purchased this. I'm going to throw this in just as because I like you, because you brought this and I'm adding more value there by by giving you this gift that normally I charge $300 for, but it's yours right now. And it's not about a bait and switch thing. And it's not about you know, I, I don't want this whole thing of like, well, people feel like, well, yeah, if you were just going to give it away for free, it must not be worth anything. Find something of value that really is valuable in your business and valuable to the customer and pass that on in a special way. Yeah. And that's a great way to follow up so that you have, you know, that additional touch with them. They've received the product, the service, what have you. And then surprise, like, I think it'd be cool if it was a surprise. They don't know. And it's a little while after the fact and they've had some time to enjoy it and just say, thank you. You know, you're right. And it does bring me back in the store, but I have a local friendly Ace Hardware and I call it friendly because I do shop at Home Depot Mm -hmm. and I like it. I love it actually. And then, but Ace is convenient. It's literally less than a mile. And the cool thing is when I walk in there, I tell this to my husband all the time. I walk in there and I'm swarmed. Mm -hmm. Can I help you, ma'am? Can I help you? Oh, hey, you're back. Like they all know me, first of all. I went in there with a dress the other day and I think they were kind of confused because usually I go in there, my cruddy clothes, like my housework, like I'm I'm in the middle of a project and oh crap, I need a light. So I went in there in a dress and they're all just standing there like, is that her? I don't, anyway. So what they do is they send you, you know, a thank you. They send you a happy anniversary, a happy birthday, a happy this, a happy that with a little $10 off card. And you know, I'm bringing it back up there to come for more business. But my point was, I do feel like it's a friendly place. They know who I am. They help me all the time and they're happy to see me, whatever I look like. (laughs) Well, and here's the thing. Here's the thing, Elizabeth, what I'm hearing from you is that sort of customer service, like they're there to answer my questions. Like, wouldn't it be amazing like if you wa- walked into a, an establishment like that or an online and they say, you know what, that is a really quick fix. Let me tell you how to do it. And like, there's no money exchanged. Mm. Like, you know, like here, let me hook you up. Let me just tell you, like, just do this, tweak that, you know, raise your left thumb and then boom, it's done. Yeah. Like you got it. 
So like, it's okay, I think, to give this information away for free because what you're really establishing, like I said, before you put on the baseball hat or the helmet, is that you are establishing, you know, right out of the gates is that you're there to solve a problem, whether money is exchanged or not. Now, again, remember, money is important to the business, but you're establishing like, hey, I am here for you. Yes. And that is some amazing customer service. So yeah, we talked about the special offers and I, and this is what I've done with my clients is that I continue. I know I've talked about sugar wish on here. And of course uh, the nurses out there, some of them have actually gotten the sugar wishes is that we send stuff out like that to clients all the time. Cause you said to the point where instead of me saying, Hey, thanks for the purchase or thanks for the exchange or the transaction, by the way, here, here you go. It can come later. It, it's like the work could be done. And then, you know, we send out like a bottle of wine or a t-shirt. Well, maybe not t-shirts, uh, but Sugar Wish or some something like a subscription that they're like, oh my gosh, like this is totally off the beaten path, has nothing to do with the transaction that we made. But you know what? Kevin remembered that I talked about this vineyard that I visited with my, my spouse, my partner, and he remembered that and he sent out a bottle of wine from that vineyard or he knew that my kids really loved gummy bears and sent me a box of gummy bears or whatever. And that is really personalizing the situation. That has nothing, because I don't sell gummy bears. I don't make wine. I just drink it. So, you know, I, I personalized it even further. Because I, cause what you're doing is you're establishing, I'm listening. I'm listening to you. I hear what you have to say, even if it has nothing to do with a business that we're doing right now. Yeah. I think that to close, I'll just say, and then we ask, you know, like we ask here all the time and I'll ask again, everyone out there listening, if there's a topic you want to hear about, if there's something you need to know, if there's somebody mm -hmm. you want to see on the show, you know, let us know. We listen and then we continue the relationship by delivering what people want. So I think this was great. I think it was helpful. Yeah. So let's do it. So I think we've done it. I think we've got some points and we'll flesh that out in the show notes on this episode. So as always, Elizabeth, it's fun hanging out with you. So let's get on with our days and let the listeners get on with their days and get to the customer service. So I'm actually going to go first because I am first at Innovative Nurse. And I am second or first in my eyes yes. at <laughs> Elizabeth Scala. All right, folks. Ratings and reviews at iTunes. You know what to do. And we will see you back on our next episode of RNFM Radio. So many ways to chop up this, these concepts about customer service and client services and support. And, you know, I think we were able to touch on quite a few, definitely some places that I personally go to. And of course, Elizabeth as well. And so take that with however you want to. Are these some of the practices that you're using? How are you feeling uh, about your customer? And again, whether you're a career nurse in a facility, a tertiary care center, it is still a business, but we're just trying to make it a good business. And speaking of good business, you know what we have to do? I know what we have to do. We have got to take another opportunity to thank today's sponsor, American Sentinel University. They are an online, fully accredited university. And when I say online, we have busy lives. We have careers. We have families. We have friends. We have a life, people, outside of our educational needs but American Sentinel University is trying to really make this a fluid process. And do you know what? They offer a variety of financial aid options, federal student aid. They've got some in-house financing. And apparently it's a 0% interest. I mean, 
it's not necessarily free money, but you're not paying that jacked up interest rate on the money that you're borrowing to use for your education. They also have military benefits and they also accept employer reimbursement. So if you are employed somewhere and you're like, hey, I need to get that BSN degree, you know, I have an ADN and you really want me to get the BSN. Well, guess what, employer? They accept, American Central University accepts your reimbursement. And however they figure that out, it's great because your employer can say, all they can say, hey, get the BSN. Well, guess what? I'm going to go to American Central University online and do it at the rate that I can do it, get done in 10 months, and I will have my BSN employer. So you go ahead and send the money to American Central University to advance my degree. And speaking of really advancing your degree, I know the doctor of nursing practice, that has been a big thing as of late the last few years. They have a DNP track with specializations in education and executive leadership. We need more leaders out there. More of you need to be leveling up, thinking about a leadership opportunity, whether it's at the hierarchy level within the organization or really just the mindset. And that DNP is really going to open up some doors and windows for you to advance. So head over to American Sentinel University by going to rnfmeducation.com. And speaking, you know, American Sentinel has great customer service. We're talking about customer and client services out there. And so if, if there are some issues, if there are some things happening in, in the spheres, in the spaces of your product or service, do not take that lightly. If your clients and your customers are giving you some feedback, listen to them, see what's happening, see what the pain points are and try to help them and support them in that you will create this lasting relationship. Think about this. Think about the, the time where you purchased a product or service and there, were, there was a hiccup somewhere or a few hiccups here and there. Hopefully there are not, but, they, but hey, this is, the, this is the world as it is and nothing runs 100% perfect, not as fluid as you might like, and especially when you're just launching. So if there are some concerns, definitely address those support uh, situations as soon as possible, and you will create that lasting relationship. Because like I said, think about an example of when you really needed somebody to help you with something that you purchased or invested in to help better your life. And when somebody really showed up and was present, you were like, oh my gosh, I'm a customer for life. And then think about the times, which of course the Yelp reviews and all the online reviews really showcase that there are some people out there that are very disgruntled about a product or service. And I'm sure you might you know, join that army uh, of reviewers out there if for some reason you're not getting the support that you need. And like I said before, at the beginning of the show, really look at the relationship as something that you would want long term. And there might not be a financial transaction that happens in the beginning. Maybe you're just offering some quick advice, some free advice, but what you're doing is building that relationship. You're starting to build that relationship of trust to say, you know what, it's not just about the transactional, the money piece. It's this person really understands the pain point and really does want to help. And of course, I understand that businesses can't be successful or profitable and stay in business if they're always offering for free. But a lot of businesses will lead with, hey, let me help you with that. That is such a quick fix. I can do that for you and not charge you anything. And if there's a way that you can do that, I mean, that is truly authentic, sincere, and on a level that, that people really appreciate. Speaking of appreciation, oh my gosh, your time and attention, that's right. And of course, your ratings and reviews over at iTunes, that's right. If you go over to rnfmradio.com forward slash episode 215, 
Links are in those show notes and the mobile app iTunes ratings and reviews are so helpful. It helps us move up in the ranks because ultimately what we want, it's not self-serving here. We're trying to serve you. We want to serve more of you. And by getting us up into ratings and reviews of iTunes, getting those rankings up, it really does help. And so I'm just going to leave you with that. Elizabeth, So oh, it was so great hanging out with you. Keith, knew you were here. I could feel it. You're right. Oh my gosh, he's right here. He is literally right next to me. Or maybe that's someone else. Anyway, Keith, can't wait to have you back on our next episode. You can follow Keith Carlson at Nurse Keith. Go on, get out of here, find that passion. You go be intentional, execute on those ideas, rinse and repeat, repeat and rinse. We'll see you back here with us again on our next episode of RNFM Radio. Radio.